Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Middle Falls Christian Center. Well, praise God. Father, 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 we lift you up above each and every care, above each and every problem, above each and every challenge. Tonight, we make a decision, a conscious decision to exalt you above all the cares of this world. We exalt you tonight and I want you to raise your voices now as a sign that you believe that God is greater. Let a trumpet sound come from your lips right now. Come on, make a noise, make a noise. Let a trumpet sound come from your lips. That's right, that's right. Shout it out. Take your victory. Oh, glory. Father, tonight we honor you as the guest of honor in this place. Holy Spirit, come and take your place. Minister through me that there will be a tangible anointing in this place tonight, touching each and every person. And Lord, we declare tonight, nobody will leave here the same as they came in Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed, tormented, sick or lame. For the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. Come on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. You may take your seats if you can. Thank you, band. I miss you guys. A donkey, if you can just check what's happening here. Praise God. This is just such an extraordinary, lovely, amazing, wonderful, glorious thing to be with you and to see all your friendly faces. And have I been blessed to be here with Pastor Harold and Maud. Thank you so much. Let's see if it works. It's on. It's on. It's gone off. Well, let's just forget about this thing, Craig. It's okay. I'll go with this one. No problem. One more try. Praise God. There we go. All right. So let's not be worried with technology. Jesus didn't have that. I'm fortunate to have this one helping me. Dear loved ones, I am honored to be with you. And even more so on this very, very special day. This morning I spoke so with such conviction about what the Holy Spirit's been busy with with me for the last 40 days as I was spending time in His presence, really, really, really seeking God. Then Pastor Harold and Maud found and they said, in the midst of all of that, would you come and minister for the Feast of Tabernacles? When I looked at the date, I just stood still and I said, God, what an honor to be with you tonight at the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles. But I wanna say even more so, because just about a half an hour ago, officially, it started the day that is called Yom Kippur, the great day of atonement. You are right now with the Jews in the great day of atonement. This is tomorrow evening uh, at about 6.30. The book of life is closed for them. Now imagine this if you do not have Jesus. Imagine this. If you have to rely on merit, if you have to rely on good works and all kinds of other things, if you do not have a Savior that died for you with His open arms on a cross and that said, come to me, all you that are so heavy burdened and laden under those terrible things, I wanna give you rest. I wanna give you refreshing. And tonight I am here to bring times of refreshing to each and every person. When I started praying about this message, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and He said to my people are tired. My people are tired. They are going under burdens. There's all kinds of things. It's exams. It is financial things. It is in the marketplace. It is in the sport arena. It is everywhere. There are people that are heavily burdened. 
And I want to say tonight, the Holy Spirit said, go and bring refreshing tonight. Bring waters of refreshing to my people that they will take courage again as they go out. And I want to say to Pastor Harold and Maud, thank you for this opportunity. I am so blessed, really, really. And being with you all, and just once more, very quickly, put your arms out straight in front of you. And don't, don't worry. Yeah, there we go. Some already know. Give a hug. And it's from me and from my precious wife, Karen, watching you, lovey, there at home. And please, the people in Mosul by Pastor Harold, they're not going to forgive me. I love you all, and I'll see you tomorrow. No, Tuesday night, home cell. <laughs> there we go. There's a lovely, lovely group of people. And then there in Natal and in the Cape, all over there are people that are connected to this church. Do you know that? We call them the National Church. And they're still going strong, by the way, Pastor Harold. They're sending their love all the time. So dear loved ones, tonight I want to talk to you about times of refreshing. And I want to get into this now. Pastor Harold, you're going to enjoy this one. You know it, but just, just for you, for you, especially for you. The, the Hebrew name Hasatan, and it's the only time I'm just going to talk quickly about him because he needs to get behind us now. Hasatan, the devil. His gematria is 600, uh, 364. 364, if you count up all the, the numbers. 364. How many days are there in a year? 365, except it's a leap year, then you're doubly blessed. So tonight, starting half an hour ago, until tomorrow night, 6.30, the Jews believe that for 364 days, Hasatan can accuse people, come against them, but for one day, the 365th day, he's got no right to accuse you. You're free. Whatever you want to ask of the Lord tonight, the devil's not gonna oppose you. You go straight to God. You need forgiveness, you ask for your forgiveness. You need to repent of anything. You go straight to Him. Yes, I know we have an open door all the time. But is it not just so significant that the Jews in particular tonight rejoice? Because it's one day that they can rest. They can be refreshed from this bombarding of the devil every day against them. So I'm just here to bring you good news. You're going to have a bit of a breather just take a bit of a, a breather. Everybody do this. <sighs> Be refreshed. Hallelujah. So Acts chapter number three and verse 19. And I am blessed to read from the New Amplified Bible here for you. This is Acts 3, verse 19, New Amplified Bible. I got hold of this one today. Hallelujah. And I am so blessed to read this. So it says here, So repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Hey, so repent. Teshuvah, as I said this morning. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Come on and return to God. Seek His purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out in other words, completely erased so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day, hallelujah. You can give God praise because this scripture speaks it beautifully. If you need a refreshing, like a cool breeze on a hot day, if you need a refreshing, tonight is a night in which we're going to finally deal with all the things that the devil has brought against us so that we can start again new tomorrow. Let me get into this because I have some things that I want to share with you. The Greek word for refreshing is anapsuxus, anapsuxus. 
I hope I pronounce it correctly. My Greek friends helped me there. But it means a time to take a breath from the pressures that come against you. And I think we all can do with that. I don't know about you, but life can be tough sometimes. It comes with its challenges. It comes with its fair share of concerns and issues. And even the, the most amazing child of God just sometimes need to go and sit at the feet of Jesus and say, just give me a breather, Lord. I just need a time to be refreshed. In Him we rest, and by Him we are refreshed. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20 to 21. Now listen to this. We are ambassadors for Christ. This morning I spoke about our responsibility to go out and I said, what kind of people are we if we see a building on fire and a mother with a child standing there on the, let's say the fifth story and you know how to get her out safely and you keep quiet. What kind of people are we? People are going to hell every day. The fact that I'm sitting in Mossel Bay, and by the way, I've not retired. I went there and I found out I've just refired. I'm now working just as much as up here. It's just different work. It's in the community. It's with people that are churchless, etc. But I want to say to you, every day God gives you opportunities, like Maud so beautifully testified. All we need to do is just speak. Hear my Lord, use my voice. So here it says, you are ambassadors for Christ. And listen to this, as though God were pleading through us. Come on, people, as though God were pleading through us. If we're a child of God, we need to understand that He needs us to work through. Yes, He does miracles. Yes, He does all kinds of wonderful things. But the best way still is if He takes a true child of God and He uses your mouth to speak, your hands to bless. Come on. That's what it's about. We are channels, people, of blessings to others. I spoke this morning somewhere, um, and I think Maud one day spoke about that. If I have my arms like this, filled with oranges, for example, I will have those oranges rot in my arms if I don't give them out. But remember what happens as I begin to give them out, as I begin to let go, I make room for more oranges. How much more for the salvation of souls when we have the opportunity to speak to a person Tonight, the book of life is closed in the Hebrew or the Jewish culture. Listen, my name is in the book of life. I don't know about you. And if you're not sure and you're saying, oh Lord, I'm not too sure, I'm gonna give you an opportunity at the end of this night. You can begin to prepare yourself for it. There's going to be an altar call. And I want people to understand that tonight, even if you're not sure, that you will say, just then underline it with the blood of Jesus in that book. So here we have, we're ambassadors, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled with God. Now listen to verse 21. For He made Him who knew no sin, who knew no sin to be sin for us, do you understand, Pastor Harold, when you spoke just now about that offering, do you know what went through my heart as I was busy with all of this? I thought, what if Jesus tonight was on the cross right here? Busy breathing his lost. And we had to come one by one and put our hands on him as he breathes his lost. I cannot kill animals if you're a hunter or whatever, it's okay. But let me tell you, I cannot imagine the feeling of that animal dying under my hands. I cannot. How much more the son of the living God? How much more the one that said, like we hear, when I did not deserve it, he died for me. Do you understand? And I once mentioned, and I'm going to say it again. It's like being in the dock there standing in court. 
and you're about to be sentenced to death. Meaning you're gonna walk up the gallows tomorrow, they're gonna put a rope around your neck and hang you until you're dead, dead, dead. And the judge lifts his hammer, ready to pronounce that sentence. And as he brings down the hammer, somebody in the back says, no, let him go. I fully understand what I'm doing. I want to die in his place, let him go. That man deserves to die, he killed somebody. Yet that innocent man comes and he says, I'm now dying in his place, let him go. Do you understand what Jesus did for us? We cannot keep it to ourselves. We've got to share it with others. The Jews have got a saying, and I love it. This time of the year, they greet people and they say, may your name be recorded in the book of life. That's how they greet each other. They bless each other with a blessing. May your name be recorded, may your name. What about if we go out tomorrow and we say to people, I just wanna bless you with one blessing. I wanna say to you, I wanna see you in heaven. May your name be recorded in the book of life. And hopefully they will say to you, how can I be sure like the Jews say? And you can say, let me show you, let me tell you. We cannot afford to allow people to go to hell anymore. The book of life. So Yom Kippur is the day of good news for us. But there's one thing we need to do. And that is we need to confess our sins. That's the condition. And it says to us in 1 John 1 verse 9, confess your sins one to another. That means you've got to go to a pastor or somebody and say, I want to confess my sins. Yes, you can confess it to God. But you know what? It takes something. It takes something to go to another human being that is filled with the Spirit of God and to say, I wanna tell you tonight, I've got a problem with lust. I've got a problem with addiction. I've got a problem with lying. I wanna tell you it takes something, why? Because it deals with our pride. It says, pride, I kill you. Do you know that pride will keep people out of heaven? That's why God hates it. Confession, James 5 verse 16. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I'm going deliberately slow through this. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. For by grace, my dear brother and sister, grace and grace alone we've been saved. We could not earn it. We could not work for it. We could not buy it. It was a free gift. And we keep the free gift from other people. And yes, not everybody is the kind of a person that'll just go and stand on a street corner and preach. I understand it. But there's an opportunity. When you're standing at the cashier and you look at that person in the eye and there's an opportunity to speak into their life, do it. Do it, purposefully think and penetrate your communities. Do a prayer walk in your community and say, Holy Spirit, as I walk, show me who you want me to deal with, who you want me. And then you'll hear in that house, a husband and a wife shouting and screaming at each other and bottles breaking and pots and pans flying. And you know what to pray for. You'll hear a mother and a father screaming at a child. God will show you. All he's asking is become an ambassador, a representative of God and let the fragrance of the Holy Spirit be spread out. That's what we need to do. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, Titus 3 verse five and six says, but according to the mercy of God that he saved us. Mercy, Owen oh, Grace. Do you know Luke chapter number 23 and verse 42? It is such an amazing scripture. The criminals hang on the cross. 
And the one blasphemes Jesus and the other one, in my paraphrase, says, no, listen here, we deserve what we're getting. He's an innocent man, he does not deserve it. And he says these words, Lord, remember me when you go into your kingdom. And Jesus turns to him on that cross in his last moments, last moments. And he says, today you will be in paradise with me. Can I tell you something? And now don't use this as an excuse. But that criminal never tithed, he never spoke in tongues, he never raised the dead, he never did anything good. He was the most undeserving. And yet there was grace and mercy for him. How much more for us and for those that we wanna minister to. But the problem is, the problem is, we as channels of grace and channels of mercy, I think have become blocked. I think there are blockages. It might be a simple thing like, I don't know if I can still trust God. And, you know, I prayed for this person and, and they died or, you know, I wanted this breakthrough, whatever. Let me tell you one thing. I do not understand these mysteries, but I stand here as a man of God and I tell you one thing. My God does not make mistakes, hallelujah. And He said in His words, He will work all things together for good for those who love Him. And I believe it with all of my heart. Oh, I believe it. You see, the danger is if your name is not in the book of life, you'll be cast out into the lake of fire, Revelation 20 verse 15. I do not even want to think about that. Listen, it's not to bring fear, condemnation. But I spoke this morning and I said there's an urgency. And I need to move on now. This, this is getting too serious here. Matthew 12 verse 36. We'll have to give an account in the day of judgment. So what must we do now? You're going to love this, Pastor Harold. John 4 verse 34. Jesus turned to them and said, my foot is to do the will of him who sent me, John 4, 34, and to finish his work. But then he says, do you not say there is still four months and then comes the harvest, 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 harvest? Behold, I say to you, look, look, lift up your eyes, look at the fields, for they're already white with harvest. That was in the time of Jesus. How much more now? The fields are ready. All we need to do is go in and harvest. And then he goes on in Matthew 9 verse 38. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. I believe the simple problem is disobedience. God said go. Pastor Edward said it this morning. Do not tell, do not tell, do not tell. And then he said, go. That's been a foundational scripture of my life. That's what's driving me. That's what's encouraging me, energizing me. Go every day of my life. Find those in the highways and the byways that need to hear about Jesus. I have found them on the beach. I have found them in the malls. I have found them in the streets. They're ready, my brother and sister, just waiting. I hope you hear me. They're there. Do you understand that we are so fortunate we will not be at the great white throne judgment, but we will be at the Bema seat. And do you understand what's gonna happen at the Bema seat? Your works, your works will be judged. Some will stand, some will burn, You'll be saved. But I read in the footnotes about the rewards and the levels of rewards. And forgive me for saying this, and I say this, Pastor Harold, not. I've often thought, and please forgive me, I just want to say, let another man's mouth honor you. And I include you, Maud. But I've often thought, can you imagine the rewards? of somebody like Pastor Harold. Can you imagine? I desire, I, I aspire to grow to that level 
of knowledge and understanding have influence. It does not mean that we need to stop there if I'm still a baby. All of us need to begin to do better. The first thing I learned in 1991 in Bible school, 1990, Bible school, 1998, 89, sorry, 1990, 89, 89 first year. I remember Pastor Harold said, no matter what you do, you can always do 10% better. I learned it. And when I think, <coughs> okay, the Lord reminds me 10% better, Tians, and I go again. Please hear me tonight. We can all do 10% better. Move on. Now is the time we cannot be selfish. We need to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out. So the Feast of Tabernacles is a time of spiritual purification. It's the final of these holy days of the festivities at the end of the year. It's the final feast where we need to make sure that we're in right standing with God. And here's the good news. If yes, which I know most of you are, if you say, but I am in right standing with God and I am clean and I am ready, I want to say to you that this is the season of overwhelming joy for us because we can rejoice that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's a time to remember the protection of the Lord as Maud spoke about those booths that they sleep in. And yes, I do believe they sleep actually in it. Some of them goes to caravan parks and sleep in tents. That's now the luxury version of, of the whole thing. But they get out of their homes. But what amazed me is they remember the provision of the Lord. Come on, people. How many of you can say, thus far the Lord has provided for me? Come on. I think we can give Him a good praise offering. Oh, the miracles of the Lord. About His faithfulness, about His protection. Do you know how many times you would have been killed if it was not for the Lord? Do you know how many times you would have gone bankrupt if it was not for the Lord? Amen. Hey. Now the seventh and the last day of the feast. And this blessed me. I've never heard about it. You that visit Israel will probably know about it. The seventh and the last day of the feast, which will be October the 5th to Friday the 6th. Vrijdag aan, donderdag aan die 5e oktober tot vrijdag die 6e oktober. That is the final judgment and it's called Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana Rabbah. Now that is a wonderful word. The word Hoshana is safe and Rabbah is great. It is the day of great salvation. So the end and the last day of the feast is a day of total celebration. We've been saved. We've been delivered. We've come out. The Lord is with us. And may there be a refreshing on that day also. And why do I say it? Because there's two things that happen on that day. There's a water drawing ceremony where they bring water from the, uh, the pool of Siloam and the priests would put it over the altar to wash away the sins of the last year. And they would take oil, olive oil, in big lamps. It was the day of the temple. And they would fill it up. Oh, I, I, the imagery is just beautiful. They would take the old robes of the priests because the priests would get new robes. They would take those robes. They would put it in the olive oil and burn it. And guess what? The whole temple mount became a light on a lampstand for the world to see that the light has come from God. This is a time where we remember Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. What use is it if we're the light of the world and we do not shine? We've got to get out there and shine, people. Oh, hallelujah. The water. I was absolutely blown away when I saw that Jesus spoke at the time of Hosanna Rabbah. And he said, in John 8, verse 12 to 30, 
John 8, verse 12 to 30. He spoke and he said to them again, I am the light of the world. Do you know what he was saying? He was telling all those religious people, look at what's happening there on that mountain, the Temple Mount. Look at the light shining in the night sky. I am the light of the world. And then he said, you are the light of the world in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. John 7, verse 37 to 38. The last day, the great day of the feast, which is Hosanna Rabbah. That is the day where uh, in John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. Ooh, I have to give this to you. John 7, 37 to 38. On the last day of the feast, that great day of the feast, they call it the great day of the feast. This Hosanna Rabbah. uh, October uh, the Thursday to the Friday. I want you to remember it. You're not gonna be in church, but I want you to just look up to the heavens and say, Father, thank you for the light of the world. Thank you for the living waters. Thank you that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life and that I will live forever in your presence. Do you know how long forever is? Hallelujah. And then he says, on the last day, the great day of the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood on the Temple Mount and he cried, if anyone thirsts, do you understand those religious Jews knew exactly because they came for the refreshing And Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and let him drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow flow rivers of living water. Do you know that when Jesus got to the Samaritan woman at the well, that well is the most amazing well. I believe with all of my heart because she says, do you not know that my father or that we drank from my father Jacob's well here? They call it Jacob's well, am I right? And they say that that well was dug during the time of Abram, Isaac and Jacob. And then we get to something that I think is absolutely amazing. And as time is now getting in my way there, I wanna say to you that this, portion of Scripture. In Genesis 26, please turn in your Bibles. I want to show you a few things there in the Word of the Lord. Genesis 26, verse 12. Here we read the story of the wells that Abraham dug. And Isaac now comes into the land. That's his son. And it says the famous Scripture that we often use during offering. It says there, Genesis 26, verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. I just wanna say to you, if you're blessed, you're blessed. Did you hear me? If you're blessed, you cannot be not blessed. But that's such a simple statement. No, I wanna tell you, no devil in hell can take your blessings if God has blessed you. You believe that? You believe that? Particularly on this open heaven night. So Isaac reaped because he had sown his harvest with the blessing of the Lord upon it. We read in Ephesians 1 verse 3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Who has blessed us. Do you know what that means? It's completed. You cannot add more to it. You cannot take away from it. You have been blessed. Child of God, I think it's time for us to believe it. I think it's time for us to really believe it. It looks like things are coming against us. It looks like difficulties come. It looks like the devil is winning, but he cannot win in the end. I stand here as a testimony that God is greater and He will come through for you. If you believe it, you'd better take it now, hallelujah. Oh, come on. Oh, praise God. Abraham 
Wow, Isaac, Jacob, verse 13. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering. Oh, here's good news for you. You have been blessed, but you will increase in blessings. If you're a true child of God, you will increase in blessings. Oh, this is not a stupid prosperity message. This is a real message from the Word of God. The principles stand. He was blessed. He began to prosper. And he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Child of God, the God that I serve, and I tell you straight, He's a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Maud often speaks about the, the story of the man that went to heaven with his gold bars and Peter that said just some paving bricks put them there. God is a God of abundance. If I look out over that ocean, do you know how big the ocean is? Can you imagine this fish and the, and the treasures and, and the stuff in the sea. I'm always reminded when I look out over the ocean of the abundance of a God that wants to give us abundance. When I look up into the night sky and you can see the stars, had my telescope out and I would look and I say to you, God is a God of abundance. Don't limit Him. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 15. Verse 14, for he had possessions of flock and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So listen to this. So the Philistines envied him. Child of God, don't underestimate the devil. I don't give him any glory, but I say to you, don't underestimate him. He will not leave you alone. He will want to come against you. But is there not a little scripture in the words that said, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world? Have I not given you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy and nothing shall by no means any means hurt you? Luke 10, 19. It's time that we believe it and we stand up and say, devil, no, enough of this nonsense. So let me move on, verse 15. Now the Philistines had stopped up the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abram, his father, and they had filled them with earth. The word earth there reminds me of the parable of the soils. It is the things the devil used to fill up our wells and to come against us. What are they? They're things like pride, like unforgiveness. They're things like hatred. They're things like godlessness, like lust, like perversion, like adultery and the works of the flesh. We so easily give in to this. We so easily allow the devil to block our wells. And the first sign of it is that we're not fruitful anymore. A tree is still known by its fruits. Child of God, you just go and look in the Word, the mirror of the Word. And just between you and I, I said this morning, if I were you and I am going to, until tomorrow evening, even while traveling, I'm going to spend my time with God. Tomorrow for me is, you can go and bribe, but for me tomorrow is a day for the Lord. It's a day that I want to make sure even more so, because what did I say this morning? What if, if you weren't here, what if that trumpet blows now? Will we know for sure that we're going or will we remain behind? I'm going in for a landing because I want to minister. Verse 18, And Isaac dug again the wells of, of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. In other words, he opened up those wells. Verse 19, And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. That means kehi, living water. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 to 11 tells us, If you tonight 
have got these things that the devil have thrown into your life. Cast them upon the Lord. Cast your cares upon Him. Get those blockages out of your life. It is not worth going on. We need to make sure that we are clean channels so that others can benefit by it. God wants us to be opened up tonight so that we can have that wonderful privilege of being open channels to others. So what did he do? The first thing is, when he got into the land, he was looking for water. Child of God, we need water in our lives. Jesus said, come and I'll give you of the living water. We need water in our lives. But the second thing he did, as he went back to the old wells and he opened them up and I was thinking, Pastor Harold showed us in the early days those videos of A.A. Allen and these big giants of God showed us those videos and how did they not speak to our spirits? Some people don't even know about it these days anymore. Some people do not even know that there were times when people came into church on a stretcher and walked out the other door. People do not understand that there were times when flames burned on the church's roof as the Holy Spirit manifested in the church. I think we need to go and read up a little bit about church history and say, let the old wells be opened up so that we can drink again from the fountains of the old things. Yes, He makes all things new, but I sometimes yearn back and I say, oh God, where are those days that we could dance, just dance in the Spirit. Praise Him in the dance. I think we need to get rid of these weights. We need to get rid of these blockages. We need to unstop our wells. And you know what's happening? God is working from this side. Oh, did the word sanctification not bless me, Pastor George? You're always into these words, justification, sanctification, atonement, and all of this. He loves those. But I wanna say to you, that the word sanctification means God is working from His side full speed to get us in tune with Him. And I am working from my side full speed to get in tune with Him. And as sure as I'm standing here, there's gonna be a trumpet blow one of these days that'll bring us face to face with the living God. And on that day, I pray that there will be an explosion in our spirits and we'll burst out and so much that we'll just go up into the air. Oh, hallelujah. He looked for those old principles. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, hallelujah. In this place tonight, I believe there are some people that need to seriously get rid of some blockages in their lives. I believe with all of my heart that the power of God wants to touch us in a new way and wants to flow through us again. Young people, Oh, hallelujah, you've got something so precious. You still have the energy. You still have the vitality. You still have the guts and the whatever. Oh, praise God, go through the nights praying fasting, seeking God, that there will come a revival in the youth, older people, that we will remember the older days and say, my God, I return to that, war, that, uh, that well and I'm gonna open up that well again. I'm gonna unstop it where the devil came to block it up. I'm going to say enough is enough. Come on people, I want those wells to be opened so that we really will experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And this is the week I trust God for it. The heavens are opened. The accuser has been silent and God is waiting for us to respond just by saying, here my Lord, let these blockages be removed. Praise God. I quickly wanna just give you this because this is important in closing. I will do you an injustice if I do not. You might say to me, but is God still willing? Oh, hallelujah. In Mark chapter number one, verse 40 and 41. Mark one, verse 40 and 41. We read the story of the leprous man that came to Jesus and he said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said these most beautiful words, I am willing.
Tonight he is willing, but he's also able. And there's the most beautiful scriptures. I'm not going to give it to you, but you just go and um, search in your concordance. The words, God is able to do anything. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. God is able to build you up in grace. God is able to deliver you. God is able to give you strength to rise above your trials. God is able to save. God is able to exceed your expectation. God is able to keep you from falling. God is able to guard the good word in you. God is able to fulfill His promises and God is able to comfort those who are afflicted. I say to you tonight, times of refreshing is right here. Right here. All we need to do is get in the Spirit right now and then receive as we remove those things by confessing, by getting the blockages out. Please hear the word of the Lord. I came all the way by His appointment to say to you, the morning service, prepare. Number two, what if the rapture is tonight? Are you sure you'll go? Number three, unstop the wells so that the water can flow through you to those hungry souls out there just waiting to be touched. Would you all stand with me as I pray with you and then I will minister. The band can make ready. If you've got a nice song um, afterwards, just keep something ready. I'm going to pray, do an altar call, and then I'll minister and there can be a song. Praise God. I want to say to you, first of all, if you believe tonight that you want to know that you are saved, Romans chapter number 10, verse 9 to 13 still speaks. And it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. What? If you believe in your heart and if you confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. Verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you tonight are in this place, I need to right now deal with this. There are people this morning that said, Pastor Tians, but I'm, I'm concerned now. How do I know that I'm saved? I wanna say to you, go and read your Bible. You will very quickly find out that it's filled with Scriptures that can give you assurance of salvation. The problem is that we sometimes spoon feed people too much. It's time that we go and search the Scriptures for ourselves. Go and find those Scriptures. But here is one. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I was tempted this morning to get somebody with a trumpet behind the curtain just to blow that thing. To see what people will do. What if that was the rapture? If you do it now, I'll skirt myself in another dimension. But I pray, Father, now that if there be anybody in this place, this is holy and serious moment. If there's anybody in this place that tonight are not sure if they are really saved, Lord, I pray that they will not hold back now. If there's anybody that say, Pastor, I've never given my life to the Lord. And what you spoke about tonight really concerns me. What if that rapture is tonight? What if the church leaves tonight? I don't want to stay behind to face the Antichrist and all the troubles of the tribulation. What if? And I want to say tonight that I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to make sure that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Make this night a memorable night by raising your hand right now to say, Pastor, pray for me. Thank you. There's hands all over. All over. Thank you. Thank you. Do not be ashamed. 
Pastor Harold spoke this morning to me in private and he said, or somewhere he said, if you're ashamed of me before the people, I'll be ashamed of you. Raise that hand. If you say, Pastor, pray for me tonight. I wanna give my life to the Lord. Thank you at the back. There's a beautiful family right there. There's somebody over there. There's somebody over there. Can I ask these people to come forward so long? Please come to me. Come now, my to. I will summit you a little bit. Come on, say for Allah. Bye, 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 welcome. They're in the back. Thank you. They're at the back. There were people. Come, please. Do not be shy. Come, come, come. Now is the time. And if you're now thinking in this moment, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Come now forward. Come forward. Come forward. Just stand here. What a beautiful. Is your family? Praise the Lord. Beautiful, wonderful, wonderful. If there are people here, and now I'm speaking to the Christians. If you're here tonight and you say, I need to make sure that my name is in the book of life. What if that trumpet blows tonight, Pastor Tienz? I'm not sure. I want to ask you that you come forward, please. Just come forward quickly. Do not be shy. Come. Come, just come. That's it, come. Kom net. Prachtig. That's beautiful. Thank you for your obedience. Right. Donkey, beautiful. Praise God. All right, let's pray. Stretch out your hands over these people. Do you understand what's happening here? Their lives are going to change forever. And even if you say tonight, just underline my name in the book of life, I want to make sure that's good. So everybody in front, pray with me and say, Father, I ask you now to wash me in the blood of Jesus and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness and to write my name now in the book of life and I know that I'm saved because with my mouth I now make confession that Jesus is Lord and He was raised from the dead and in my heart I believe that I'm saved. Hallelujah. Oh glory. The angels rejoice. Let's rejoice with the angels, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. You precious people, I'm just gonna do this and give you a congratulations. You can turn that side and just go with Pastor George very quickly. Baba, jylle geseend, mooi familie, die jyre seend vir jylle. Amal prachtig, congratulations, praise God. The Lord loves you, mooi so, and the whole family. God bless you all. Oh, that's beautiful, thank you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.